Hey everybody, Liam here. A uh, little bit of breaking news audio, I guess, before our regular show this week. Uh, full disclosure, we were recording during this week's SmackDown, thinking maybe it wouldn't be that big of a show, or at least not that newsworthy, and we could kind of get away with uh, saving some time. It was kind of a time that worked out in our schedule. Not that that's that important, but uh, basically right after we finished up our show, uh, some big news broke, uh, the first of which being Bobby Roode winning the U.S. title on SmackDown. They uh, kind of scrambled and changed their plans a, f- uh, a fair amount, um, and Bobby Roode won the title. Uh, both he and Jinder Mahal wrestled twice on this show, two very long Jinder Mahal matches, uh, not what I would have done to, to uh, fill time. But uh, they kind of worked with a skeleton crew because, for whatever reason, they held Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn off of this show completely. Um, So, yeah, it was a pretty good performance by Bobby Roode. He sold the hell out of his ribs, really starting in in his first match with Mojo Raleigh and continuing through to his, uh, his main event match with Jinder Mahal. And he won the title clean with his DET. So congrats to Bobby Roode. But, uh, yeah, we spent a lot of time on our show speculating about what they would be doing with the U.S. title. So it, it seemed kind of silly to not address that before uh, before the show was posted. Kind of all became uh, a moot point. So I wanted to address that. Uh, as well as uh, Roman Reigns being implicated in a, in a steroid. Uh, I don't know if scandal is the right word yet. But uh, basically, a guy named Richard Rodriguez was working out of an Iron Addicts gym in uh, Miami, Florida. Uh, he he was busted by the DEA and arrested. Uh, basically, the deal was the guy was importing materials from China and manufacturing illegal steroids in Arizona and then selling them out of this gym in Miami. Uh some other A-list celebrities like Mark Wahlberg were also mentioned, but yeah, Roman Reigns was a name mentioned, which uh, is interesting and unclear as to what this would mean for him if if WWE will feel the need to discipline him either through uh, some sort of you know corporate recourse like uh, another suspension or something obviously he had the wellness failure about a year ago but uh that was believed at least according to dave Meltzer, at the time uh believed to be uh in regards to adderall not a steroid so this would uh be this would be unexpected um at least as far as him going out of his way to get something illegal. Obviously, there was talk recently with uh, the interview that Triple H's trainer did that we talked about when that happened, uh, basically talking about how a lot of guys on the current roster have exemptions to take, uh, you know, growth hormone or other sort of legal uh, steroids or performance enhancers. So uh, this is obviously, this could be a bigger story, and we'll probably know more in the next few weeks. But, uh, yeah, we couldn't kind of let a week go by and not at least mention it. So uh, stay tuned for our regular show. We'll be talking about the page injury and the rest of Raw this week and a little bit of SmackDown stuff and a little bit of previewing of the Royal Rumble as well as our personal favorite Raw moments 
as we head into the 25th anniversary. Some talk about that show, previewing that a little bit. Uh, Lots of fun stuff. So stay tuned as our regularly scheduled program is coming up next. You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 144. It's January the 17th. 2018, or maybe the 18th, depending on when you listen to this. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Here to discuss the news of the week in WWE. Kind of a quiet week around the the rest of the, the world of wrestling. Uh, very WWE-centric this week. No big New Japan news. So it's Raw, it's SmackDown, it's injuries, it's the uh, the big Raw 25 show coming up next week. And uh, we'll talk about um, the fan voting on the top 100 raw moments ever and maybe some of our personal picks for top three or something like that. But I guess let's get into the news of the week. Uh, All right. I guess the biggest news is uh, Paige. Paige is injured. Paige, Paige will not be medically cleared to wrestle again, according to a report from PW Insider which was apparently confirmed by uh, Wrestling Observer on their weekend audio show. Although I've yet to see them confirm that in writing. Maybe there will be more in the Observer this week. This issue was addressed on Raw just by saying that Paige has a neck injury and she's out of the Royal Rumble, but they did not announce her retirement or give her a retirement speech or anything like that. Uh, Liam, what do you think about uh, this news that Paige has a neck injury described as very similar to the situation with Edge? where WWE will not clear her to perform anymore. Well, what I think, Ethan, is that it's time for boss time. What? What? And now, it's boss time. All right. First off, here on this week of boss time, our hit segment. Let me just tell you what this segment is not. It is not a heavy-handed parody of faux outrage that has infected our culture, particularly in the realm of social media. It is not that. This is a serious rant. I am shooting here, brother. Let me just say, I cannot believe that Sasha Banks willfully and maliciously ended Paige's career with an evil, vicious kick to the back. Obviously, Sasha knew what was going to happen, and she wanted to end the career of a woman with with a woman who, to my knowledge, has no history of neck or spinal injuries. I mean, nothing I'm aware of. And you may be thinking, but Liam, it was clearly a planned spot, freak accident. How can you blame Sasha? If anyone is to blame, couldn't it be the, couldn't it be the road agent who put that spot in the match? Also, Paige is on record in multiple interviews talking about her history of neck and spinal issues. Plus, she's coming off of a neck surgery. And to that I say, shut up, you cuck. Clearly, the only answer is that this is all Sasha's fault. She should be arrested for attempted murder. She should be in jail. Let's kill her. And that was boss time. 
that was boss time. Yeah, man, that's uh, that was boss time, and uh, obviously that was uh, not at all tongue in cheek. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, uh, in all seriousness, it sucks. It sucks that she's uh, dealing with so many injuries, but it's a freak thing. But and it was a dumb spot to put in a match. I can't tell, like. I flipped out on this show when Jinder Mahal hurt Finn Balor, who's one of my favorites. And then yes. so I, I feel like it's only, and we you know we rant about Sheamus every third week or so when he gives somebody a black eye or a concussion or ends Daniel Bryan's career. Or <laughs> sure. Seth, Roll- Seth Rollins, anytime he breaks Sting's neck or separates Finn Balor's shoulder or breaks right. his collarbone or... Um, so it would be it would be hypocritical of me to try to defend Sasha Banks just because she's my favorite wrestler. I don't know if that was a planned spot or not. If it wasn't, that was kind of careless. I don't know if it was planned or not. And I didn't put the match together. I wasn't in the ring. I'm not a pro wrestler. I don't know how much leeway they have, how much the leeway the wrestlers have when putting their own matches together. I assume they have more creative freedom on house shows. And if that was a planned spot or, or a spur of the moment um, ad lib, if you will, then it's it's kind of indefensible. But this ain't ballet, and I, I don't know. I feel I feel bad for for Paige, but you know she is on record as saying her doctor told her not to come back, <laughs> and she came back. It's not to say that that um, Sasha should be absolved of any. Um, responsibility if if that was an ad lib and it turns out that was the thing that ended Paige's career but if a kick to the back is enough to end your career maybe maybe you shouldn't be a pro wrestler anymore I don't know it's yeah, this- I mean that's I mean, uh, tongue in cheek aside like I said it's it was obviously a free thing you can see in the video her neck snaps pretty violently um, but it certainly looked like, a, you know, the plan. Um, yeah, you can say don't put that spot in a match. You can say she she kicked her too hard, even if that was the plan spot. Like, you can make that argument. Um, I just, yeah, it's <laughs> it's not right to, I don't, I don't think you need to hang anybody over this. I think, like I said, I don't think Sasha also doesn't have the pattern of being needlessly stiff that uh, a guy like Seamus has or somebody like Mojo who just clobbers guys every week. Uh, Sasha, I mean, she and Alexa Bliss seem to like to pie face each other, but for the most part, you don't see a ton of, uh, I don't think needlessly dangerous or unsafe work. Well, she takes a lot of crazy bumps, but I don't see Sasha putting her opponents in danger a lot. So, you know, if like three more women get hurt wrestling Sasha Banks, we might have to do a a less tongue-in-cheek boss time segment about that. But as it is, I think I think this is a it's just a freak thing, and uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, I feel very bad for Paige if this is uh, if this is indeed the end for her. Well, they job Sasha out to uh, Sonya on Raw. I think I called her something else on our show last week because I could not remember her name for the life of me. 
I don't, I don't even remember what I called Sonia, but uh, Lonnie Donegan. I believe, yeah, I believe that's what I called her. Uh, they jobbed her out. She uh, ate a kick to the stomach, and that was enough to pin her. So I don't know if they're mad at her, if that was their way of sending her a message, or if they're just trying to put some steam behind these absolution uh, ladies before the Royal Rumble. I don't know. Did you think that was a burial or punishment or just the way they book? No, I think it's. I think it was just. Uh... I mean, the fact that it was uh, they tend to protect Sasha a little bit more than some of the other babyface women on Raw. So maybe the fact that they chose to put Sasha in the singles match and not have Sonya beat Mickey or Bailey, uh, that's something. And then maybe again, like you said, on the other side, they're just trying to give some equity to these to these newcomers. Um, I, yeah, again, this this feels a little more wait and see. I think. Based on next week's show and, and perhaps how things go in the Women's Royal Rumble, we'll, uh, we'll know a little bit more. The, uh, the curb stomp returned on Raw this week. I guess that was the other big news coming out of that. A little bit of a botch finish uh, by the referee there in the main event between Seth and Finn, which they just gave away. Not sure quite what story they were trying to tell after the bell rang there with Finn like looking dazed after the curb stomp unless it's I don't know he gets hurt every time he wrestles Seth and maybe Seth and Finn is a mania match or something I don't know um that's what my takeaway was today uh and they did like a half show long storyline with Braun Strowman which I thought was hilarious and good fun but didn't really lead to anything just felt like they were trying to create some things that they can play for the next, you know, for at Raw 50 when, uh, yeah, you know, trying to create some uh, soap opera kind of stuff with, with Braun and, or some stunt, stunt stuff with Braun. I don't know. I didn't feel like Raw was uh, a can't miss show this week. Do you have any other takeaways coming out of Monday Night Raw? No, I mean, I thought it was an easy to watch show, but nothing, nothing super, uh, nothing super can't miss it. Yeah, the Braun stuff was fun. They really put him over as, as this crazy monster. Um, really think if there was any doubt, he's working Hunter at Mania. Go away. Yeah. Any doubt about that? I, I don't know where that leaves Kurt Angle, if they don't want to put Kurt in the ring, since he like tears a muscle every time he jogs, or if he's going to, maybe he'll work his fake son. Uh, but yeah, it really felt to me like, like we're probably going to see Triple H maybe at the Royal Rumble. In fact, um, obviously he'll be on the 25th anniversary show as well. But uh, I get the feeling that that Hunter is going to cost Braun a big match somewhat soon, and we'll be off to the races with that. So we got SmackDown this week, where they did the semifinals of the U.S. title tournament. So it's Bobby Roode against Jinder Mahal for the U.S. title. On next week's SmackDown show, that match was originally on the Royal Rumble card, and then they bumped it to SmackDown next week. So maybe they timed out that show and realized with two, you know, matches that are going to go forty-five plus minutes with the men's and women's Royal Rumbles, maybe they need <laughs> they don't need more content <laughs> on that show. Although to me, if you're going to do the stupid two-hour pre-show, you may as well throw that on the pre-show. But yeah, that that seems that doesn't make sense. You have six hours. I'm pretty sure you can fit a uh you know a five minute maybe i don't know i 
I watched Jinder Mahal wrestle Xavier Woods for about three hours on SmackDown this week. <laughs> and at the end of that, I did not think Jinder Mahal should be wrestling long matches, which obviously I, did, I already didn't think. But So I don't think you need to give them a ton of time, but maybe they, maybe they plan on having these guys go a while. And to do that, they uh, figured they'd give them, the, give them the office, so to speak, on next week's SmackDown. And... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if they end up booking a rematch for for the Rumble pre-show or something, because that seems like something they've done a few other times on some of these bigger shows. Saw some speculation that they're going to do like a ratchet CM Punk thing with Dolph Ziggler coming back and claiming that he's the real U.S. champion, and and like, Ugh. and then challenging the new U.S. champion at the Rumble. I I just this is like the third or fourth attempt to jumpstart Dolph Ziggler in the last 18 months. (laughs) And every time it ends up with like, he gets promo time for a week or two and then they realize, Oh, he's still Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) (laughs) And they they put him exactly where he belongs. But (laughs) yeah, no, I, I did think that they're probably, I thought, you know, the whole thing is that Dolph is on a never ending quest to, be a bad Shawn Michaels parody, so he'll do the the parody of the Shawn and Razor angle, and they'll do a ladder match for the two U.S. belts. Mm. Although Dolph, I don't know if Dolph took his belt with him when he left. I think he just threw the belt down, so they might have to explain why they had a second belt. But yeah, yeah that's fair. That I could see, I could see that. That's uh, that's SmackDown. I have not watched the mix, mixed match challenge yet as uh, we are recording this, but I'm sure I will get to that this week. And but everything in WWE is building to the Raw 25 show next week, which features the return of everyone. Everyone, everyone is coming back. <laughs> Every everyone except Hogan and Rock. <laughs> everyone who's alive <laughs> is going to come back for the show except Hogan and Dwayne. And uh, m- you know maybe maybe. I don't know. The uh, the word in the Observer last week was <laughs> that Cena and Undertaker is one of the top two matches at Mania. I don't want to see pop-up wrestle anymore. Uh, are you surprised that that match is slated for Mania? Are you expecting them to shoot the angle on Raw 25 with Taker? What are your thoughts on the that that item from the Observer last week, that Taker and Cena is the number two match at Mania? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've been saying this since whenever Undertaker came back to wrestle Brock um, in, what was that, two years ago? Three years ago almost now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's old, and he's not he's not very good. The last couple of outings have been pretty bad. And they gave him that big send-off, and he left his hat and his gloves in the ring, and and all this stuff they did they did such a big big deal out of it and it's just it's just what happens every year it's almost it's a it's a running gag or it's a a joke or a meme or something at this point that every year around like november it seems undertaker decides yeah i could use another million dollars and so he comes back and works mania um it's it's it'll be a spectacle It'll be two big stars. It'll get some some attention from perhaps the lapsed fan that they're always chasing. But yeah, I don't I don't want to see it, and I think it'll probably be sad. But yeah, I would assume 
their advertising undertaker for the show, obviously. So I would, yeah, I would guess that they're shooting some kind of angle for it. Everyone, everyone is coming back for this show. Um, Tori Wilson's coming back for this show, which I'm, I'm <laughs> delighted about. Kelly Kelly's coming sure back are. for this show. Uh, Stone Cold is going to be on Raw for the first time in like two and a half years. Um, I just don't know. Ric Flair, uh, Shawn Michaels, everybody. I just don't know how you fit everyone. Billy Gunn is going to be on this show. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Devon Dudley. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter. Iraqi Sympathizer. Sergeant Slaughter. I could not be less excited for anyone returning than Sergeant Slaughter. Brother Love, stupid, the power of his stupid podcast. Hey, I like that show. I don't care. Stop <laughs> everybody. Stop it's, it. It's really entertaining. It's a good show. He, you, like, the first thing you ever told me was like, every story he tells is complete BS. How is that entertaining? <laughs> you don't like made up stories? I enjoy being lied to all the time. <laughs> I enjoy hearing factual errors. That was before his co-host started following me on Twitter. Uh, congrats to Conrad on, on getting engaged to Rick's daughter, by the way. Yes, congratulations. That's I love love. Love is great. Sure. So this Raw 25 show has brought, uh, <laughs> has brought every professional wrestler that has ever worked for WWE out of the woodwork. And WWE did this fan poll of the top 100 raw moments i guess oh, should we mention by the way that chris jericho is going to be on the show yeah that's 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 newsworthy uh global wrestling star crazed brawler chris jericho <laughs> yeah it's it's gonna be interesting because i assume he's just gonna come out and do like list comedy after we just saw him be uh you know the the reincarnation of bruiser brody in, in new japan uh he's gonna be doing he'll put somebody on the list and and wear a wacky jacket or something but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that that's a heck of a that's a heck of a month for uh for somebody for really anybody i don't think mm-hmm. uh, other than i guess there was the time when flair did the hall of fame with uh tna yeah but <laughs> not not a lot of times that guys managed to be on to be on you know the biggest non-wwe wrestling show of the year and on Monday night raw within the same month. Yeah. It's very, very newsworthy. And I guess AJ did it a couple of years ago too, but that's true. But you know, as of Tuesday morning this week, Dave Meltzer, the wrestling observer was reporting that they didn't have a deal to bring Jericho to raw 25 and they prematurely announced that. (laughs) Right. I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll be there, but (laughs) just, you know, Everybody's going on on handshakes, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time. It is an interesting time. You mentioned Jericho and his list and this raw list that I keep trying to talk about. What a segue! <laughs> top, thank you, professional. Uh, top one hundred raw moments is voted on by fans because I guess they forgot they put a DVD out of a hundred raw moments or something <laughs> that a couple of years ago. Although, oh, the fan list just way too much like. The authority stuff, way too much Roman Reigns <laughs> on that list for me. <laughs> like, sure. It's all very, I mean, uh, to, to, to look at the fan voting on that list, you would think that nothing happened before about 2012, except for maybe some Steve Austin stuff. 
And if you were to watch their television, you would think that everything important on Raw happened in like 1998. Um, it's kind of <laughs> a very, I, like if I see, look, I know Austin, Austin's the biggest star in the history of the company. Um, I know Austin driving the beer truck was a, was a, was a big thing. If I see that on television one more time, I'm going to go crazy. Like, well, got some bad news, pal. <laughs> like, right. We're going to see it 44 times next week, but okay. We can talk about our top three raw moments here because my Austin moment is far more impactful than that. When the, you know, he was already Steve Austin, but, um, I don't know. So you asked me to come up with my top three raw moments, and uh, I don't know how you want to do this. Do you want to do uh, let's just go? We each go three, and then each go two, and then we each go one. All right. Well, for number three, I will go uh, Daniel Bryan's retirement. Yeah, that was a big deal to me, and uh, I thought it was, it was very real, and it went way past the top of the hour, and he was out there pretty unscripted, and uh, I like real stuff, and that was real. So that's number three for me. How about for you? Uh, for me, similar note uh, as Ric Flair's retirement. Um, that to me is is that's pretty great. Uh, it's a little tainted. It might be higher on my personal list if the the TNA stuff didn't exist. But as far as a single segment goes, you got the Horseman. You got uh, the current roster. You had a, the sort of bonus for the, I guess his DVD. The Undertaker comes out and Vince comes out and hugs him. It's it's pretty great. It's it's you know. It's, uh, and you know, and Rick cuts a, a nice speech before everybody comes out. So that's my number three. Uh, number two. Number two for me is Austin, the Austin Tyson angle, because that was the one that made Austin a star to a mainstream sports fan audience. And Mike Tyson should get a lot of credit for that. And Vince should get credit for making a deal with Tyson. But that's what set Steve Austin on fire. Like, oh, sure. He had already he had already stunned Vince once at that point. He would do the beer truck later. He would feud with Vince for you know until the end of time. Uh, but <laughs> but that that was the angle that set Austin on fire, and that was in the build to the match with Sean. And you know Austin's the biggest star in the history of the company. If you want to argue that that is the most important moment in the history of Raw, I wouldn't disagree with you. But personally, for me, I have one personal favorite that's higher than that. So that's number two for me. That's fair. Uh, and I, I, if I believe there's something to us or Tyson had talked to at some point, right around that time. Yeah. He, they were, yeah. Bischoff was, was talking to him, but decided not to pay him $3 million or whatever WWE decided to pay him. Right. And then that's, it ended up being an, an example of a gamble that just paid off incredibly. And it's a great segment. That's the other thing too. Some of these segments, like something like this is your life. Like that segment sucks, but yeah. it did a gigantic rating, so it, it got legendary and basically built Vince Russo's career forever. Um, but yeah, it didn't draw money in any way. It's like Rock and it was that was when Rock and Foley were doing the the tag team thing, and it's like right. that, that was kind of a waste of both guys. <laughs> yeah, it was because Hunter was on top of the card and at the top of the card and getting his big push at the time and making him a star was important at the, at that time. So, you know, can't be in the main event every month when you got a stacked, stacked, uh, roster like that, but that didn't draw any money. And it, yeah. And it was terrible. Sure. Uh, my number two, uh, personal, one of my personal favorite moments is the, uh, it was the raw in Seattle at the December of 2013. 
crowd, they're trying to build up the Randy Orton versus John Cena WrestleMania, or not WrestleMania, the, the unification match for the, the world title and the WWE title. And that crowd wanted to see one guy, and that guy was Daniel Bryan. And they chanted for Daniel Bryan, and they chanted yes, yes, yes. And thing to get the crowd to focus on the guys in the ring. Hunter tries to cut his big monologue promo. That crowd loved Daniel Bryan. And it ended up being a great segment. They had a great brawl at the end with uh, CM Punk and Shawn Michaels getting involved. Uh, just great. Just great stuff. And Daniel Bryan mentions this, and that's why it kind of becomes even better in retrospect, is it was the last time Daniel Bryan's father got to see him perform live mm. was, you know, the crowd hijacking the show and demanding that that his son be the center of attention, even when he wasn't supposed to be. Uh, that's pretty damn. That's pretty darn special. And so that's after uh, reading Daniel Bryan's book and watching documentary that the WWE Network did about him, that moment became uh, even more special for me in retrospect. And yeah, Daniel Bryan was, and in some ways, still is my favorite wrestler. So that's uh, that's my number two. And number one for me is a moment I got to be there for. It was Shawn Michaels' retirement speech Ooh. in 2010. I was in the building. I cried like a baby. Uh, Shawn cried like a baby. It was another real moment. Shawn is the best in-ring talent WWE ever had and um, the best I ever saw. And I got to be there when his career ended. And I was there at WrestleMania, and I was there at Raw the next night. And uh grown men crying over wrestling you know like <laughs> like you do uh there are not a lot of dry eyes in the building that night and i was uh very happy to be there for it. that's number one for me uh again not didn't draw didn't draw a dime not impactful uh, <laughs> on business in any way but personally very special for me oh that's that's a great one i mean that's he cut such a great speech and talks about how triple h was the guy who was his best friend when nobody else wanted to touch him talked about you know how the only guy he drove more crazy than brett was vince and that was it was great man that's that's yeah. a great moment um uh si- similar note uh brett hart is my favorite wrestler of all time and so my number one is brett hart's return and on january 4th 20, 2010 uh it was great uh specifically the first segment where he comes out and he shakes hands and hugs Shawn michaels uh talked about making peace and they had a a pretty real moment as they noted later on the documentary they did where they sat down and were interviewed together uh they didn't talk before that segment they just went out there they said their piece they apologize sean you know apologizes and they shake hands and there's a great little twist where sean stands and he looks like he's gonna super kick him and then, yeah, great. and he makes a little twitch, and then he goes in for the hug, and it's just great. And yeah, I love Brett, and to see Brett get, and I know that WrestleMania match with Vince ended up being a fiasco, and I get it. But Brett's, Brett's, you know, Brett's my favorite of all time, and to see him get his moment in the sun, and not have to have his history or his place in the company be ignored anymore was was really special for me, and. uh a couple months later, at a pay-per-view in Baltimore, Bret Hart was actually there with the Hart Dynasty. He was in their their corner for 
uh, some kind of weird tag team gauntlet match thing. But, you know, getting to see Brett on that run was pretty cool, pretty special. So, yeah, Bret Hart's comeback is my number one. Tough to argue with that. Super memorable, super important, personal meaning for you. Good times. Well, Raw 25, I guess Brett's not announced coming back for Raw 25, is he? Yeah, maybe he's, maybe all of what I just said is, is uh, maybe he's back on the, on the crap list because he says mean <laughs> things about Triple H when he's asked. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to get off on this tangent, but people are always like, Bret Hart can't let Montreal go. Because every interviewer that ever talks to Bret Hart asks him about it. Stop asking him about it, and then he won't seem so bitter about it. That's fair. That's fair. It's kind of like when the uh, the Gallagher brothers, it's like every interview they do, they ask them, you know, yeah. hey, why do you hate your brother? Or, you know, or what do you think of your brother's new album? And they're like, oh, I, I don't listen to blah, 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 blah. Like, well, at the same time, guys, only, we're only still listening to your solo records because you were in Oasis together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, so it's a flick of I course. I know, but like, but like, what else is what else do you expect him to say? He's going to say the same thing he said in every interview since 1997, or at the very least, in every interview he's given since 2010 when he got a little bit nicer about it. <laughs> That's fair. Because uh, now he only craps on Hunter instead of crapping on Hunter and Sean. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Well, Raw 25 is coming up next week. We got that to look forward to. We got uh, yeah, uh, the Royal Rumble is coming up. I'm not sure if we're going to have time to do a show next week, but for sure we'll be back in two weeks when we'll have that Raw 25 show to talk about. We'll have the Rumble to talk about. We'll have my live Brock Lesnar and Kane experience to talk about. Ugh. <laughs> um, well, I'll be there too. Don't you worry. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were gone. Yeah, it was a, a late a late, late slip, but yeah. We're... All right, we'll, I'll be there. All right. Well, I'll see you there. And uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm not saying we're not going to do a show next week. I'm just not sure. <laughs> Great story. As you're very fond of saying, we'll file that under a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, you got anything else, or should we get out of here? Only two let's, minutes uh, let's, let's get out of here, brother. All right, so until next time, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back very soon. Maybe next week, but maybe the week after. But definitely the week after, but maybe next week, too. With more stories from the wrestling life. Only love. H.H. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys.
Um, my dog is uh, sick. He's throwing up all over the place. Okay. Like, how long do you let that go before you start to get worried? Like, it's only been three hours. I remember had, when we first got him, he was sick for maybe two or three days once, and he just got no. He's not like listless or anything, but like, mm-hmm. I haven't had a dog in so long. Like, at what point would you worry? I mean, I would say about if it's days and he can't keep anything down, maybe, yeah. maybe call at least. Yeah. Yeah, that would, I would say two days would be the mark where you where you maybe start making some phone calls. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. So far, it's only been a couple hours, but all right. Um, I you can mock me, and <laughs> <laughs> all those people reported to the performance center, and um, I don't really know what else there is to talk about. But no, that's pretty much it. All right, twenty minutes. Yep, let's go. <laughs> no, All but right. really drop dead drop dead nine thirty, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> I doubt it will rain at all. <laughs> I try to keep on keeping on.